Okay, First Peter chapter 4, <clears throat> verse 11. I mean, sorry. Got the wrong page on top here. Verse 1. Oh. Yep. <laughs> and 2. We were there last week. And did a bit of cherry picking last week and jumped ahead of myself, but anyway, that's good. Oh, last week. Yeah. Yes, I feel that um, um, some people are upset with what I've been preaching on Sunday morning. I know that because what they've said to me afterwards. So, um, <clears throat> anyway. Still. <laughs> still. Um, chapter 4, verse 1. In so much then as Christ has suffered... For us in the flesh, arm yourselves likewise with the same mind. For he that has suffered in the flesh has ceased from sin, that he no longer should live the rest of his time in the flesh to the lust of men, but to the will of God. For the time past of our life may suffice to have us, us to have wrought the will of the Gentiles when we walked in lasciviousness, lust, excess of wine, Revelings, backwardings, and abominable idolatries, in which they think it strange you don't run with them to the same excess of right, speaking evil of you. Who shall give an account? <laughs> hey, it's going to happen. Yeah. Don't get upset with me when I preach what it says in the Bible. <laughs> they will give an account. Yeah. And uh, don't get upset when I say, that people rejoice and heaven rejoices when these people will give an account. Yeah. And when that's what the Bible says, I can't help but say it. Uh, <clears throat> who will judge the quick and the dead? They've had their time, they had their opportunity, and they messed it up. And there's no remedy. For this cause, uh, uh, for, for this cause <laughs> was the gospel preached. Also to them that are dead, that they might be judged according to men in the flesh, but live according to God in the spirit. Thank you, Lord, for the word of God. And let us just take it as it is, believe and obey it and preach it. Lord, bless the word to our hearts tonight as we fellowship around it and pray to you for your will to be done in our midst and in this, your world. And Lord, that you're going to claim as your own and take the title deeds and reign as King and Lord. Bless now as we consider these things tonight in Jesus' name. Amen. <clears throat> we started looking at the expectation of, of suffering. Uh, recall what sin did to the Lord and arm yourself, remember? Arm yourself likewise and we looked at different people arming themselves for their different works in, in different life as the Lord armed himself for the trouble that he was facing. And uh, he prayed in the garden of, of Gethsemane. Remember and let this, if it be possible, let this cup pass from me. <laughs> and Pastor Heim was covering that last night, didn't he? He got into trouble for saying that as he was praying, praying in, in, in his mortal man, 
and um, in one church in America when he's on deputation about that prayer, that uh, <clears throat> he armed himself for the troubles to come as he was facing the cross there. Uh, <clears throat> we are to arm ourselves with the same mind. Where does it tell us in the Bible that we are to have the mind of Christ? Well, let, we sung that song. Philippians. <laughs> yep. Yeah, that's first few verses there <laughs> covers you, and uh, let let this mind be in you, which is also in Christ Jesus. Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ. That's the verse, <laughs> verse five. Who, being in the form of God, thought it not robbery to be equal with God, but made himself of no reputation. He humbled himself, became took on the form of a servant, was made the likeness of men. And so, <clears throat> let this mind be. And how often do we have to do that? Humble ourselves. And just bite our tongues. Be quiet. <laughs> and let uh, go through the suffering as we arm ourselves for the troubles that lie ahead. This is what Peter's dealing with, the troubles that we face in this old wicked world. And they will come. As sure as, and I remember Brother Weeks speaking about this. He, he spoke on that, just I think one verse he, he sent in. A man is born under trouble as the what? Sparks fly upward. Yep. As the heat rises and when you start a fire and the sparks fly upward, we're born unto it. And it comes especially for the believer. Um, <clears throat> and and recognise the fact that when in the midst of trouble, sparks fly upward, we're in it, we're in it. That Second Corinthians ten, our weapons are not carnal. Chapter ten and for verse 3 and following read for though we walk in the flesh we don't war as we arm ourselves we don't war after the flesh we don't use the carnal methods that we once did use when we got into trouble in the flesh <laughs> how did we react when we got into trouble when we we're non-christians <laughs> Okay, come on, Let, uh, maybe we didn't live long enough in the flesh. <laughs> what do we do when we got... Denied. <laughs> we denied. We denied that we did it? Okay, what else did we do? Angry. Got angry. Yeah. What, what other methods do we do when we got angry? Bernie did it. Oh, blame someone else, okay. <laughs> Bernie did it. <laughs> Spat the dummy, okay. There's all sorts of methods we did. <laughs> threw the spanner down and bounced, bounced up and hit us in the head <laughs> he got a double dust then we got double angry you know. K kicked it and then stubbed our toe <laughs> what's that? blame God, well, blame God yeah. but, uh, we didn't believe God existed but we blame God <laughs> that's what unsaved people do you know all the, that's what we did when we were not a Christian <laughs> that's not what we do now and, and here <clears throat> Though we walk in the flesh, we do not do that anymore. We don't war after the flesh. We're in a different battle. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal. That's the, not the way we, 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 we react now. Uh, <laughs> but mighty through God to the pulling down. Keep going, Doug. I, I think he had it memorised there. He's lost it. <laughs> To the pulling down of the strongholds, casting down imaginations. You see, 
It's in the heart, it's in the mind that the victory for the Christian life is being won. The battle is raging and we're praying to the Lord. We're praying for strength to overcome this. We're, we're praying for strength not to react in the, in the flesh as we used to and as we're still tempted to do because we've still got the old man there. <laughs> do it, do it, you know. And that's what the devil wants us to do. And every high thing that exalteth itself against the knowledge of God and bringing into captivity the thought, every thought to the obedience of Christ, restraint. And, uh, <clears throat> you know, Moses was the meekest man that ever lived because he had power under control. That's what the meekest man means. He had the power to do something but didn't exercise that power. He had power under control. And once he didn't, <laughs> and he smote the rock twice, and he got into trouble. We, we learnt that on Sunday school. And having in readiness to revenge all disobedience when your obedience is fulfilled. Don't look on things after the outward appearance. Doesn't look right, doesn't seem to be right. We look on things differently now that we're Christians. So our weapons are not carnal. The weapons of our warfare are spiritual. We're fighting a battle against... It's not the individual fighting against. It's the old devil maybe working through that individual. You know, we can lash out in the flesh. We can become bitter in our suffering. With angry words, with vitriol reactions, with violent outrages vengeful ways, the old ways, the old man. Uh, <clears throat> we, can get <laughs> we can have the get-even attitude. You know, we still have that potential, don't we? We still... Uh, who hasn't thought to do these things, even as a Christian? We do, don't we? Yeah, we do. Come on, admit it. Yeah, we do. <laughs> we are Christians with old mans, but we keep that under, as Corinthians says, under control. Take it into our own hands and let them have it. Rip into it. Um, <clears throat> and, some, and when we've done it, we know we've done it. <laughs> no, Lord, no, I shouldn't have done that. I'll tell them. It's the flesh. It's the old man. Um, <clears throat> and I can say, I, you've, I've, I've seen, I <laughs> wished I wasn't there, but I've seen relatives do it. I've seen people in the church do it. And it's paid but it hadn't paid them well. I was only a teenager once when I saw one of my uncles do it. I can say this because he's gone anyway. He's not around. He's gone. <laughs> and I was, I, was in a, I was in a safe place. <laughs> it was a, it was a, call it the hull, the hull. Of a bulldozer, it's a great big. The front of the bulldozer with a big radiator. I was inside there, and it's got great big sides on it. And go down and protect it, and it's got a great big iron grill. And I was inside with a radiator, and I was a little screwdriver, flattening all of with that all been bent with sticks flying in and hitting them. All the radiators with all copper, straightening it all out. And then I heard the outrage burst. And I don't know what was flying around out there. There's a lot of words and a lot of rage and a lot of anger. <laughs> I'm not going to make any noise because he might find me <laughs> and I might be in trouble for doing something I don't know about. <laughs> this is crazy. 
another as a young person that was not a good example for me <laughs> but <clears throat> I respected him in other regards he stood up for me a few times he, he stood up for me when, when I decided to go to Bible college and he, he said to somebody that's ridiculing me he said what do you want him down at the pub <laughs> and I'm like, good on you, Unc. <laughs> he stood up for me, you know, down to the pub or a bubble college. What would you rather? Anyway, we'll, we'll leave that one. <laughs> he can't respond because unless he's listening from up there. <clears throat> but the outrage, it doesn't serve well because it doesn't leave a good legacy, a testimony. Um, <clears throat> where were we? Oh, we're over there. <laughs> um, <clears throat> what should our reaction be? In suffering, <clears throat> we should become better, not better. We, we use those words all the time. We should submit. As it says in these verses back in Peter, we should cease from sin. He that has suffered in the flesh has ceased from sin. We learn to subdue, to submit, and to cease from sin. Um, <clears throat> Corinthians tells us in 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 18, and a whole series was put together, changed into his, what? Image. Image. Chapter 3, verse 18, it says, But we all with open face behold, as in a glass, the glory of the Lord are changed into his image from glory to glory, even as by the Spirit of the Lord. Through the Spirit of the Lord, we're changed as we submit humbly to, to him. <clears throat> into his image and as Psalm 51 and verse 17 says the sacrifices of God are a broken spirit and a broken and a contrite heart O God thou would not despise I know it's David when he'd been caught out in his sin <clears throat> but this is the reaction he had he didn't get angry he didn't get mad at Nathan the prophet who pointed it out he said he, he was broken and that's the reaction we should have. And God will honour that even if we have been wronged and we react that way in the situation. We cease from sin. We, put out, we, we, we unlock our hands from a, a clenched fist and say, Lord, you take care of it. And he does a far better job. It might take a longer time than a biff in the nose, but it'll be a much better job. Done better. Because when we, when we react that way, if we clench our fists and, and throw a punch, what's the other guy going to do? He's going to throw one back, and then it's on. And, and it might be a verbal one, but it's, it's on. And it, and it doesn't get... Uh, there's no reconciliation. There's, no, <clears throat> there's a response, but not reconciliation. And as Romans, Romans chapter 6 puts it there, and it, that the whole chapter's about that, the reaction in these situations... <clears throat> putting off, putting on like Ephesians chapter 6, but reckon ye also yourselves to be dead, what is uh, indeed unto sin, and alive to God through Jesus Christ our Lord. This is, this is the practical, this is the rubber meeting the road in the Christian life. Let not sin therefore reign in your mortal bodies. <clears throat> and as Paul put it in the book of Philippians chapter 3 and verse 18, and a few verses around that, he said, I'm going to seize the reason for which I've been apprehended, if by any means I might attain to the resurrection of the dead, not as though I had already attained or were already perfect. I'm still 
being perfected, I follow after that I may obtain or apprehend that for which I am apprehended of Christ. And so, brethren, I count not myself to have apprehended, and we along with Paul say that, but this one thing I do, forgetting the things that are behind, I reach to the things that are before, press toward the, the mark. Paul imprisoned. <laughs> what would you feel like being whipped with Silas and thrown in prison? What would you feel like doing to the, to the jailer? Yeah, he, he just, I'm let loose. I'm going to run out of here. They're going to dob you in. They're going to have you beaten to death. That could have been his, his reaction. But instead, he was released by the earthquake. He sees the jailer there about to do himself in. Do thyself no harm. <laughs> he, he, could, he could have said, just go ahead. <laughs> do yourself in. But he didn't. And he, he gave him the gospel and the guy got saved. And his house. And his house, yeah, and his kids. But most people would wish him harm, not good health. <laughs> and that's Christ living in me, isn't it? That's the reaction we ought to have to people that do us harm. What a difference it makes in people's lives when we, we react like Christ reacted when they treated him as they did. We cease from sin. That he no longer should live the rest of his time. We're back in realising the will of God and we're back in Peter. What are you going to do with the rest of your time? And this, We jumped ahead last week and, and grabbed this bit. <laughs> The rest of the time, what are you going to do with it in the flesh? Or are you going to do it, live the rest of the time in the will of God? And Peter spoke often about time. He had very little time left in his life. In chapter 1 and verse 5, he, he said, Who are kept by the power of God through faith into, in, unto salvation, ready to be revealed in the last time. Verse 17 in chapter 1, he said, and if you call on the Father who without respect of persons judges according to every man's work, pass the time of your sojourn here in fear. <clears throat> now, Peter was saying these things. His time was about up. And he's talking about time, time, time. I think 1, 2, verse 20, chapter 4, verse 2 and 3, where we are. Verse 17, chapter 5, verse 6. 2, 3, 4, 5, 6 times, 7 times he talked about time. If you really believe in eternity, you'll make the best, <clears throat> best use of time. For what we do here counts for eternity, does it not? Yes. What does Ephesians 5, 16 and 17 says? Know what the will of God is and it says something about time. It starts with R. Redeeming, Redeeming the time. Redeem the time. And it's almost repeated verbatim in Colossians 4, verses 5 to 6. Redeem the time. In Psalm, Psalm 90 and verse 12, there, I got it marked. I thought I did. Psalm 90 and verse 12, teach us to number our days and apply our hearts to Understanding Teach us to number our days. If you want to add it up, 70 by, what is it, 365 and a quarter. And multiply them out. That's what we're promised. How many? 
<laughs> I don't know how many it is. I haven't even, I've done them once before, I forget. But um, they soon tick away, don't they? Like you come at the end of a week, what? A week already gone again? Um, uh, well, where did that week go? That month, where did that year go? It's already around, you know. Well, the shortest day was yesterday, was it? Yesterday, something like that. And we're back in and started again. <laughs> Going to get longer as the days go. Time ticks away. Teach us to number our days. And in Luke chapter 19, there it is, I did have this one down. Luke chapter 19, and this is a, this is the theme of Pastor Vesley when he did the NBF once. And uh, <clears throat> he called his ten servants and delivered them ten pounds. And he said to them, he said to them, he gave them instruction. Starts with O, occupy till I come. Occupy till, don't sit around, occupy till I come. I think I've got into trouble for preaching this too many times lately too. <laughs> don't sit around, occupy till I come. Get busy, get up and do something. Because <laughs> the, ma the master of the house will come when you don't expect him. You at least expect him or you don't want him to come. You haven't been caught when you're supposed to be working and they caught you not working. Just seems like I just sat down to have a cup of tea and the boss turned up. Is that that happened to you? I mean, you've been working all day and I just, I'll just have a break now. And the farmer turned up. He must have been looking out the window all the time and waited till I stopped. Or, <laughs> or a lot of them will not come until they hear the machine go quiet. Then I'll whiz down there while you're trying to have your lunch and talk to you because I don't want to talk while you're on the machine because you have to stop it. Cost of time. That's why I think, anyway. <laughs> they don't want to. Anyway, <laughs> but occupy, keep busy, stay in the work of the Lord till He comes, because it's all going to be over, and, and you <laughs> and we have to meet and give account to the Lord. And then, over in the book of Ecclesiastics, Ecclesiastics chapter three, there it goes over and over and over and over and over again, many times, verses one to eight. To everything there is a season and a time to every purpose under the sun. And then it says what? A time to be born and a time to die. A time to plant and a time to pluck up that which is planted. I was talking to someone the other day. The, 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 the father-in-law said, <coughs> I don't know why he's doing it. He's spreading, spreading urea all over his property. He said the crops died because it just wasn't enough rain and not enough water. I said, well, he knows what he's doing, I think. He's been doing it all his life. What's happening? <laughs> What's happening? This was two days ago. He was spreading urea over 7,000 acres. What's it doing? It's raining. Had to, had to rain within, what, five days of urea, otherwise it evaporates. And it just gives it a real boom, <laughs> the urea. You put it on your lawn, you want green lawn, forget about everything else, just get a little spreader from Bunnings, and just go across your lawn like this and you'll, you'll have the greenest lawn in town. And the fellow across the road asked me, what do you, what do, you do? I said, urea. Just one little bag full, make it green as. There you go. Who was, who was it? I was on Troy's the other day. He's put gypsum out. It's pretty good too. But anyway, a time to plant, a time to sow, a time to fertilise. There's a time to everything. And you go, I don't know, there must be about 20 times there. Time to weep, time to laugh, time to mourn, time to dance, time to cast away stones. 
We should give that one to Andrew. Andrew, you're listening? He might be right listening in. <laughs> Little Israel, there's a time to get rabbits and a time to keep rabbits. <laughs> Don't throw them over the fence. <laughs> time to put them in a bin, mate. Don't throw them into the neighbour's yard. <laughs> a time... A time to embrace and a time to refrain from embracing. I had the strangest call today. <clears throat> Sometimes you get a call. I had one two days ago. They said, <clears throat> um, how did they start? They didn't introduce themselves. They just start. What's your name? And then I said, I told them my name. And then I said, well, who do you bank with? Whoa, whoa, whoa. Wait, wait a minute, who are you? I'm not telling you. Well, I'm not telling you anymore until you tell me who you are. I can't tell you who I am until you tell me. I said, you phoned me, I didn't phone you, and you could be, who, who, who do I know who you are? He, he said, I'm Connor. I said, I heard that name before. You talked to me sometime. I said, where are you from, mate? And I'll tell you who I am. And you know, he's starting to want to know details about this and that and who I bank with. He said, I'm Rabo. I said, OK, I know who you are now. I'll talk to you. Now ask me some questions. Anyway, the one today, how long have you been in the ministry? How long this? How long that? And then he went on to... I thought of... Turn, yeah, turn me. And talked all the... Vows, vows, how long do you have to keep a vow? I said, it depends on what vow it was. <laughs> what, is, what if you lived a thousand years? You have to keep the vow. I said, well, <laughs> all these questions. I said, hey, wait a minute, I'm going to ask you some questions. You're asking all the questions. I don't know who you are. Have you ever had any calls like that? It's strangest calls. <sighs> Anything. <laughs> anyway, I'm getting ready for more of them. It's just, the world's gone mad. <laughs> and, <clears throat> no, I didn't get a word in edgeways. <laughs> trying to answer questions. But anyway, where were we? It's a, there's a time to ask questions, I think. There's a time to answer questions. There's a time to hate and there's a time to love. There's a time to war. <laughs> there's a time for peace. But all these things, folks, we've got time <clears throat> and we need to use the time wisely in spiritual matters and <clears throat> not to waste the time. Time's going to go one day and it'll all be spent. <laughs> what is it some people say? <clears throat> I just killed time. <laughs> you did too. And uh, its death will come back to haunt you if you have killed time. Um, I, I don't know. <laughs> I know... In the Jekylls side, sorry Jekylls, but they can tend to kill time. I know the Emerson side of the family don't, 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 just don't do that. Like <coughs> David Kempler Hill, he was pastoring the church at Wesburn <coughs> in his last days and he's passed away, but he said at Uncle Ray's funeral at the graveside, he said he was, he was delivering wood two weeks ago to old people, but the old people were 20 years young, younger than Uncle Ray. <laughs> but that's just the Emerson in him, I think. And Uncle, Uncle, Uncle Orb's in, in the hospital now, and he, he's still talking about doing things. <laughs> I 
Uncle Ray, Uncle, Uncle Orb's 96. <laughs> he just, and, <clears throat> and, and, he, and their father, my grandfather, Emerson, oh, what was his name? Anyway, Grandpa, we call him, Big Grandpa. He, he, wouldn't, he wouldn't drive the truck. My grandma on the Jacob side, they wouldn't get in a truck and ride it up the hill because they thought it would make it work too hard. They were used to horses. And grandpas would only ride the horse, not the truck. <laughs> you, you, you can't get it now, but that's the way they thought. And <clears throat> just don't. Anyway, <laughs> work, work, work hard, hard workers. Uh, but they didn't waste their time because they had little time for themselves. And Christians, we should be mindset that life is short. Life is brief. It's like the falling of a leaf. It's like the steam out of a kettle. Make sure to measure your days, Psalm 39. It's high time, Romans tells us in verse, verse 11 and 14 of chapter 13, it's high time to awake out of our sleep. For now is our what? Salvation nearer than when we believed. We live in the enemy's territory. Don't expect to get through unscathed. <clears throat> As we sung last week, what battle scars will we have in heaven when we meet. I just read this morning, <laughs> fruit in old age. The righteous shall flourish like a palm tree, he shall grow like a cedar in Lebanon. They shall still bring forth fruit. In old age I shall be fat and flourishing to show that the Lord is upright. He is my rock and there is no unrighteousness in him. And it's got a young fella, a young man and then a middle-aged man and an old man and an old man. <laughs> And it's uh, a lot of things about maturity and growing old. But it had here about a soldier, Mr. Montgomery. Do you remember him? Mr. Montgomery. General. General Montgomery. And he, sorry? Field Marshal Montgomery. Field Mar yeah, Field Montgomery. He um, <clears throat> born in November 7, 18, 1887 in London. Moved to Australia, his father became a bishop of Tasmania, and as a child he watched the Tasmanian troops go off to the Boer War. Boer War. He became a soldier at World War One. Um, shot in World War One in France as a full lieutenant there, and uh, a, he was shot and fell, and a soldier ran out. To help him, and this German sniper got him, got the the soldier that was helping him, shot him in the head, and he fell on Montgomery. And the sniper kept on shooting at him, and got Montgomery once more in the knee. But uh, <clears throat> the uh, the fellow that got shot in the head was getting all the bullets, and they gave him up as dead. They didn't try to rescue them, but at night time they come to bear the bodies found Montgomery alive, dug a grave for him, thought he'd die. He didn't. Then in World War II, he, uh, he, he took on Rommel, wasn't it? Yeah. The devil, I mean, the, the, not the devil, the desert fox, <laughs> the desert fox I was going to say, and beat him. So it was through the battle scars and the learning how to that he won the battle. How many battle scars have we got? Do we have some emotional scars because of the ministry? Do we have financial scars because of ministry? Physical scars, family scars, 
soul scars because of ministry. You know, we, we might have some scars, but <laughs> they're because of fights we got in with fellow Christians. That shouldn't be the case. They're of our own making, but the scars of the ministry is what, we'll, what the Lord looks at. And I can, I don't know, but when, when the Lord was raised from the dead and he said to Doubting Thomas, he said, what, what did he say to him? Have a feel. Have a look. What have I got here, Thomas? I've got scars. Didn't he? I think the scars will be shown. What about Paul? Do you want to see some scars? <laughs> He back shredded everything that he'd received from the scars of the ministry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's um, what scars will we have in heaven when we meet? It's an interesting thought, because of the ministry, because of serving the Lord, and uh, scars that are unseen. You can't see some scars, can you? They're in the heart, they're in the mind, in the soul. There are some thoughts. I can't help but put things together as I read and study throughout the 